0: let's pray together father we just thank you for tonight and father we just thank you for the ability to come and to worship you and just to just to celebrate what this season means and so father now as we just we just open your word would you just speak directly to each one of us for we ask these sayings in Jesus name Amen well thank you so much for being here tonight as we as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of passages tonight out of of the book of Luke and and so when I when I first heard the song Noel uh, it was several weeks ago and I started asking myself the question just listening to the lyrics come and see what God has done and and about his amazing love and some of those other things I just started asking the question and then trying to answer it which I want to answer it tonight is this what makes Christmas so special I mean, why is this time of the year so special? Why is this time of the year so much different than other seasons of the life? Because because today is like none other, wouldn't you agree? I mean, George Washington is considered the father of our country. On his birthday, government offices are closed and civil employees get the day off, but the rest of us we hardly even notice until our mail doesn't get delivered. Abraham Lincoln is said by most to be one of the greatest presidents we have, we have ever had but on Lincoln's birthday there, there are no trees decorated in, in his honor uh, there are no family traditions that are practiced and most of us would be hard pressed even to to, to recite or even to know the date of Abraham Lincoln's birthday it's February the 12th just save you from asking the Google but nearly every child and nearly every person can tell us the the, the, the date of Jesus Christ's birthday and I know and I understand I get it often it, it is abused and it is commercialized and some of those other things but one thing we would all have to admit is the whole world stops for his birthday whether you're a skeptic or whether you're a believer there's no other birthday on the calendar that even begins to compare to that of Jesus Christ I mean, the, the pageants, and the nativity scenes, and the parade of lights, and the, the office parties, and the gift exchanges, and the family get-togethers, and the, the church services, and, and it is greater than any other birth in history. You know, the Bible said this, the Bible said that, that God would give Jesus a name that would be above every other name, and we can obviously see that's the case. And so tonight I just real quickly want to give you three things what I believe and what scripture teaches, what makes this season, what makes Christmas so special, and what makes Jesus Christ so special. And the first one is this is his identity was special. Luke chapter two, the scripture tells us this, and Luke chapter two, verse ten, the scripture says, and the angel said to him, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. See, Jesus Christ's birthday and Christmas is special because Jesus Christ was not just a mere man. And Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. He was no ordinary child. I mean, that's what it means, Emmanuel, God with us. And God hasn't promised to take away all of your pain, and he has not promised to take away all of your problems. But what he has promised is this, is that he'll be with you. He'll stand in the fire with you. Emmanuel, God with us. And so God became became flesh and dwelt among us, and all through of Scripture we are told that Jesus was God. In John 1.1 it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And you jump down in verse 14 and you realize who, who the word was, and the scripture says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Colossians 1:15 tells us this is he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Simon Peter was one of the disciples, and Simon Peter spent over over three years with Jesus Christ, and he knew him better than anyone else. He had seen him minister to people, he had seen him heal, he had seen the, the miracles. He had seen him, seen him teach and the love that he had for others. And one day Jesus looked at Simon Peter and said, said, who do you say? Who do you say I am? And so Simon Peter responded and said, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Simon, you, you are right and flesh and blood has, has revealed this to you. Our flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And so Jesus claimed to be God. The second thing of, of what makes Christmas so special, what makes Jesus so special, is His birth was, his birth was special. First Corinthians 1.27 says, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise, and God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. In other words, He did this so that man could not take credit for these things. I mean, when you look at the birth of Jesus Christ, it was difficult circumstances. It was, it was difficult times but you can think how how quickly how quickly things change how quickly the world changed uh, when I think about the Christmas story I suddenly think of Mary and Joseph and, and how quickly their lives were changed I I can't help but wonder if they said a phrase much like a phrase that we're saying a lot these days how quickly things can change I mean, Mary gets tapped on the shoulder by an angel of the Lord and and says there's going to be a miraculous conception in her she is a virgin and she's going to have going to give birth to Jesus the Messiah the God of the Most High and Mary gasp and how quickly her life changed her boyfriend Joseph finds out that the long awaited messiah is going to be raised in his home and how quickly his world changed this last year i don't know if your family is like our family but we've been saying this phrase quite a bit how quickly life can change i mean last year the Broncos were going to the Super Bowl this year the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl I know that brings up some issues but but it feels good and how quickly how quickly the world can change and the world can change in good ways too right a birth and a marriage and a proposal and celebration and anniversary and all of those other things but how quickly the world can just change the third and the last thing is this what makes Christmas so special is this is that his purpose was special Jesus Christ's purpose was special John 10 10 tells us this he says the thief comes to kill still kill and destroy and I have come Jesus has come that you may have life and you may have that life more abundantly. In other words, your sins will be forgiven. You can have eternal life. This baby that was born in in a manger, 30 years later, walks down into the river Jordan to be baptized. And he hears a voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And for the next three years, it seems like this world changed every day. One day a a man that was lame had the ability to walk again and and a person who was blind regained their sight. And a man who had leprosy was completely healed by Jesus. Jesus fed over 5,000 people from a little boy's sack lunch from Red Lobster. A man named Lazarus who had been dead for a few days. Jesus Christ raised back back to life. How quickly... How quickly the world can change. How quickly your life can change. But then, it felt like it was coming to a screeching halt when Jesus Christ was falsely accused, arre- arrested, and, and savagely beaten. And on Good Friday, Jesus Christ hung on a cross and, and he paid the price for our sins and for the sins of the world. And he was executed between two common criminals and how quickly the world can change. But three days later, he burst back to life and he appeared to friends and followers. There's, there's one, one time in scripture he, he appears to 500 people at the same time and their lives were changed and how quickly the world can change and 40 days after his resurrection he had ascended into heaven and, but before he went he gathered the disciples around him. And he gave him some final instructions and he says, he says, I want you, I want you to bring my light and my hope and my grace and my love into a broken world because I want to change and transform lives. And I can tell you after years of ministry, this is one of the things that drives me. This is one of the things that keeps me going. It's one of the things that moves me is how many people can have their lives dramatically transformed are changed because of this baby in a manger. And I know there's cynics and I know there's people out there that they they doubt that. And some people say, you know what? People don't change. Leopards don't change their spots. People don't change. Greedy people just become greedier. Cranky cranky people just get crankier. Nasty people just get nastier. And I I get why some would say that it may be because they've never seen someone's life change maybe because their life has never been changed but friends I'm telling you for the last 22 years here at Fellowship of the Rockies I have had front row seats to watch God change and transform lives and he's still doing it and he has transformed the lives of thousands of people within this church I have watched people take nasty, hateful, prejudiced people and transform their lives to where they become loving and kind. I've watched God take greedy and materialistic people who are only concerned about their stuff and their money and their success. And he transformed their lives to be some of the most ridiculously generous people in the power of his spirit. I've watched God take people who life was all about them and they're self-centered and living in the selfie world and taking their selfie pictures with their selfie sticks. <laughs> and God transformed and changed their lives to be servant-hearted people where they care for the poor and they care for the marginalized. How, how quickly, how quickly the world can change. See, you will never convince me that God is not in the business of changing lives because I have I've seen him I've seen him transform thousands of lives and friends some of your lives can be changed too and I cannot help but wonder how quickly some of your lives could change tonight whether you know it or not some of you are just two words away from changing your life and I, I'll never forget and this is just a personal illustration I, I, I really struggled with this because many of you don't know me those of you that, that that know me know that I'm pretty a uh, pretty transparent person. And in 1980, my life had had fallen apart, and I I had I had I had hit rock bottom. And so I was living in Houston, Texas, at the time. My mom and dad, my family, lived in Bay City, Texas, about an hour and a half away from from Houston, Texas and so I went home for Christmas and and we got up that morning and we opened gifts and and exchanged gifts and we had a meal together and then sometime that afternoon I noticed the living room kind of cleared out and my dad just walks in and he just, he just simply tells me this, he said, son, he says, uh, we're gonna have to ask you to leave and I said, you're asking me to leave? And he goes, yeah, we're asking you to leave. I said, have I, had I said anything wrong? Have I done anything wrong? He goes, no. He said, son, you're just really sad, and you're kind of bringing us down with you. And there's one thing you need to know about my family. My, my family uh, believe that you just, you just stuff your hurt, and you stuff your pain, and you act like you have no pain, and you have no issues. And so my father told me, he says, I, I will help you load up your presents, and I'll help you pack up your car, and, and you're going to need to leave. And I says, well, can I tell mom goodbye? And he goes, no, mom doesn't want to see you. She's in the bedroom, and she doesn't want to see you, so... I packed up my stuff, I got in my car, I headed back to Texas. Now remember, this is 1980, so this is before Walmart, this is before 24-hour places, and I knew I did not have food at my apartment in Houston, Texas, and I still remember headed back wondering where I was going to eat. Uh, you, you're doing good to find a gas station that was, that was open. And so I found a little diner, uh, really a, a greasy spoon, and I went in there and it had a chef, well, a cook. <laughs> And there was a family there and a waitress and then there was a family there, they were celebrating Christmas and I went and I sat down in the booth and I'm watching this family uh, laughing and talking and and thinking my world cannot get any worse. And then the dad handed the son a quarter and he went over and put it in a a jukebox and there's there's some of you that may not know, especially the younger generation, what a jukebox is. It's just a big uh, iPod. How's that? (laughs) So he went over and put a put a quarter in the jukebox and the first song that came on was the Elvis Presley song are you lonesome tonight and I thought my world cannot get any worse than this I still remember a simple two-word prayer that I prayed. I wasn't even a believer I wasn't even a Christian which led in the next few weeks of me meeting Christ some of you may have come to this Christmas service this year with all kinds of joy missing from your life. And you're not at peace this season because there's there's a relational problem going on in your life. That is like ripping your heart out. And it may be with a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a friend or a business person or a coworker. And the hurt is so great, and the rift is so wide that you've given up hope that it can even be repaired. I wonder how quickly your world could change if somehow through the power of the Holy Spirit you could just you could just contact that person you could just go to that person and you could say two words and you know what the two words are I'm sorry I'm just sorry Ephesians 432 says instead be kind to each other tender hearted forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you those two words can change everything I'm sorry for this mess I'm sorry for my part I'm sorry for what I said I'm sorry for this, pers- this, pro- this problem, I'm sorry for what I did, I'm sorry for being a jerk, I'm sorry. You don't have to say you're sorry, I just need to say I'm sorry to you. Anybody need those two words? I've, I've watched as a pastor, I've watched divorces have been diverted, families reunited, business partnerships salvaged, friendships put back together just because someone had the courage to go first and say I'm sorry how quickly your world could change some of you this service you may be full of, of shame and guilt and you've struggled to sing some of these songs because your life is out of control your pace of life is out of control your spending is out of control your eating is out of control your drinking is out of control you know it and everybody else knows it around you and they're petrified You've been on this self-destructive path and at this point there's nothing you've been able to do to turn it around in your own strength. So what do you need? You need to ask God for help. Maybe your two words would be just, just help me. Just help me. The scripture says this, the scripture says the Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes he is close to those who trust him. Where you say God help me, help me in your power. Help me what I'm unable to do in my power, how how quickly your world can change. Some of you this last year may have gotten some bad medical reports. And you need to pray without embarrassment and with boldness. Two words, heal me. James 5:14 says, Any of you are any of you sick? You shall call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. In other words, Lord, just Just heal me and get people around you that will pray for you. We do this every weekend at our church. We pray for people. God, just touch me with your your healing power. Maybe this year, maybe this time of season, you're you're going through Christmas and you know that there's going to be an empty chair at your table this Christmas. And just the thought of somebody missing at your table and not going to be with you is hurtful to you. And maybe your two words should be Lord, comfort me. Psalm 34, 18 said, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. This hole in your heart that no human being can fill, it can be filled by God, Emmanuel, God with us. How quickly your world can change. Some of us may have come to this service and we are carrying a fair amount of regret because we've disappointed ourselves in recent days. And maybe the two words you need to say is just, forgive me. Just God, forgive me. 1 John 1, 9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. In other words, God, just just forgive me. The fact is, God says that when he forgives you, he will cast your sins as far as the east is from the west and how quickly your world could change with just those two words. Some of you may have fear this Christmas because you have a decision ahead of you. And you really don't know what to do. You don't know whether to go down this road or, or that road. Take this job or that job. Go to this school or that school. Marry him or him or him. And maybe you just need to be open. And maybe you need to open up your hands and say, God, I just need you to guide me. Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. But God, you, you love me. And you care for me, and you know my future, and would you guide me? Friends, what makes Christmas so special is one word Jesus. And one of the most unusual things that I've noticed these last 20 years here at Fellowship of the Rockies is I've noticed in talking with people over the years that there's a large percentage of people that say that their journey began with God at Christmas time. And they will say it is almost mysterious. It it was like in the weeks leading up to Christmas that they they noticed there was something happening in their heart. There's like this stirring in their heart. And there were people inviting them to church or inviting them to a candlelight service or, or maybe they read something. And it was it was it was almost like something happened in their life and there was a stirring in their life and they went to a Christmas Eve service and they started their journey with God and their life was transformed. Friends, I am not talking about a religion. A religion will screw you up. I am talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. The God who made you and the God who who created you wants a relationship with you. And if you're sitting here tonight and you say, it's kind of creepy, it's like this guy up there, he's like reading my mail. Can I just tell you, maybe God has drawn you here tonight. And maybe your two words is this, just simply, save me. I want to be reconciled to you through your son Jesus Christ Lord would you just save me. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and whoever means whoever. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter your past, no matter how messy your life is, whoever means whoever. We're talking Raider fans and Bronco fans. We're talking Star Wars fanatics and like normal people. I'm just joking, put down your lightsabers, I'm joking. Whoever means whoever. And if this Christmas, and if this Christmas, if you want your life to be changed, if you wanna say that I would like that baby in a manger to change my life, then maybe your two words are simply, save me. Our worship team is gonna begin making their way back up to to the platform. And while they're making their way back up to the platform, let me just tell you don't ever believe the cynics anybody who tells you that people can't change that's a lie and I'm telling you that that is not true I have seen God as a pastor change many lives and he can change your life too his purpose was special and the reason Jesus Christ came into the world was to save when man sinned he alienated himself from God but in God's great love he came down to this planet he visited this planet Emmanuel God with us to die in the place of man and how quickly your world could change John 3 16 and 17 says this for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world aren't you glad but in order that the world may be saved through him all babies are born to live but Jesus Christ was born to die to die for our sins to die for our freedom to die for our forgiveness this world has never been so changed like it was with the birth of Jesus Christ so let me ask you a question because I believe God has brought every one of us here for a reason not just to hear some preacher talk but to experience Him which one of those phrases which one of those phrases do you need to pray which two word prayer do you need to pray the words are going to come up the phrases are going to come up which one is for you I'm sorry, help me, heal me, comfort me, forgive me, guide me, or maybe you'll pray the prayer I prayed in 1980, save me, would you open your heart up to him right now, Emmanuel, God with us. I just cannot help but wonder this night how quickly your world could change. Emmanuel, God with us, is what makes Christmas so special. Would you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. And Father, we thank you for your grace. And Father, we thank you that we can come here and we can celebrate you. And we can worship you. And so, Father, I I just pray for decisions that are being made at this moment. This is like a holy moment for those that are choosing their words. And for some, there's some action that's going to be required because of these words. Let's help me, guide me, forgive me, I'm sorry, comfort me, heal me, or save me. Father, we thank you for life change. May we never become cynical because of the darkness of this world, because you're the light, and darkness cannot stand against light. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.